Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Donnie, football with you until 8.30. Then we pass you off to Pit Hoops pregame coverage. The Panthers with a big one tonight. They take on the Demon Deacons of Wake Forest, and this is a huge one in terms of bubble implications. If you have been following that, the Panthers have vaulted from the quicksand and are very much in NCAA tournament discussions as we venture closer and closer to the month of March. The Penguins about to get underway. Jeff Jimerson out there singing the national anthem right now. The Pens and Islanders will get things going in just a few minutes. A huge game for them tonight. And a big question about what to do with Jake Gensel. We had Rob Rossi on with Andrew Filipponi and Chris Muller earlier today. He does not think the Penguins will end up getting a deal done for Jake Gensel, although he thinks they should and he would if he was a person in power. Right now, we go out to the fan hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, Pittsburgh's trusted plumbing and HVAC provider for over 50 years. That's where we find our guy Nick Farabaugh from Steelers Now. Nick, before we get started on nitty-gritty football stuff, the discussion that we've been having on the show for the last hour, uh, what Pittsburgh sports jersey should be retired next? Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, Pit football, pit hoops. Who would you pick out of anybody to be next? Huh, that's a tough one. Uh, there's a lot of worthy candidates because honestly, the the town hasn't done a ton of like retirement jerseys. You know, retiring of the jerseys. The Pens and Steelers was, only have three officially retired. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, there's a lot of Steelers um, that could get into there. You know, you're talking Terry Bradshaw is obviously the big one uh, that you would feel like, but I mean. There's pit guys that you feel like could fit in there too. Uh, I know he's playing right now, but certainly I'm assuming one day Aaron Donald will have that honor distinction on him. Um, but I think Bradshaw is like the big one, right? I mean, for for the quarterback of uh, the Steel Curtain teams, he feels like the natural next one. I, I feel like you know after Yager got his done, I, I think Terry Bradshaw makes the most sense. We we had a someone. Uh use the the fan text line which by the way is brought to you by edgar snyder and associates a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you somebody texted in a a good idea uh, and joel relayed it to me they said they should retire terry bradshaw's number next year when the steelers host the cowboys ah i like that 
that's a good one with the 70s rivalry between him, Staubach, uh, those teams. That was a big rivalry back in the day, man. It was like, you know, you knew the two titans of the league. Um, So I I think that would be a good kind of fitting one. You know how Franco and the Raiders lined up. Bradshaw and the Cowboys, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I mean, and and plus I I hate, and not not to get into this discussion too much, I I just – it doesn't sit well with me what what happened with Franco. I know that, sure, they didn't expect him to pass away the week of the Jersey retirement, but you're taking a risk whenever you wait so long for these guys and you have players in their 70s who played in the 70s whenever we know how badly they got beat up. I, I just wish they would move a little bit quicker with this stuff. Yeah, the Steelers just don't retire a lot of jerseys. I know they unofficially retire right. a lot there, of Right, there's jerseys. like a half dozen, over a half yeah. dozen. They, they do a lot of unofficial retirements, but, you know, they don't do a lot of actual retirement jerseys. And it's it's nice to see, you know, when they actually do get retired. Like me and Joe's, for example, he was very emotional, accepted it. All of that, it was wonderful. It's great when these guys get into the Hall of Honor. You can see how much it means to them. So a guy like Terry Bradshaw definitely should get his honors while he's still here. It's great to see these guys kind of get their flowers while they are still here. And so, yeah, the, you know, the Franco thing was awful because of how it transpired. It meant a lot to him, but clearly, you know, that week turned from what would have been celebration to obviously that solemn mood, and you couldn't help but think, man, like, what if, right? Yeah, it it was it was tough the way that that all went down, and I would I would hope it doesn't. I hope it didn't go over well uh, with them in that front office. But getting to this current team, Nick, and we're less than a month away from free agency, which is normally the the most fun part of the NFL off season. Uh, even with a team like the Steelers, who they don't like to make huge splash moves, uh, but I know that you have sort of cornered uh, the defensive back market, and, and you think that they're, they could make a splash with somebody like a Legereus Sneed or Jalen Johnson. So, like, those two players, would you say they're at the top of your free agency board? Absolutely. I think Sneed more than Johnson, just mainly because I think Johnson is like a 100% slam dunk franchise tag guy. He's not going to hit the open market. Now, Sneed, I think, could be tagged. We'll see what happens with Chris Jones. But if he hits the open market and he at all even explores what it's like, the Steelers need to make a competitive offer for him. They have to. He's a perfect scheme fit. He can play in the slot, can play safety, plays outside. Is a great press man guy. He works perfectly with Joey Porter Jr. They could play man coverage against anybody. And they have a really, really, really tough schedule of receivers coming up next year. And, of course, that's in the Division too, right? T. Higgins is probably going to be back on the franchise tag. Jamar Chase is there. You still have Amari Cooper. The Ravens are starting to kind of coalesce a nice little unit there. Um, so, like, they need guys that can erase tight ends and press coverage up and, and play man coverage because that's what they want to do. It helps uh, their front. So, man, Jerry Sneed fits so well. And he's not going to, like, break the bank. He's probably going to cost, you know – between 16 to 18 million, but that's not like an insane amount, right? That's not like top, top tier corner one money. Um, and I think that is like the perfect type of splash move they could do um, because you build this secondary up and I feel like you can make this defense elite. It was good last year. It was top 10 by many metrics. Obviously 
They allowed a lot of yards. A lot of that was due to injury. Um, but the secondary was not good. It was really bad, actually. And it was the slowest secondary probably in football. Um, a lot of explosive plays happened just on short yardage situations or, you know, short routes where they couldn't pursue guys after the catch um, because they didn't have the speed or the physicality. Sneed brings all that. He's great against the run. He can blitz them. He's like this chess piece you can use. And I feel like him with Joey Porter Jr. and Micah Fitzpatrick, you're building a fearsome unit right there uh, with T.J. Watt, Alex Hudson, Cam Hayward, and those guys up front. Speaking of opposing receiving groups, uh, and I think this is something that we have talked about, Nick, that the Steelers have a sneaky need, I think, at receiver. They, they have bodies, but really only two legit threats uh, at wide receiver. So who are some names that they should be targeting uh, once we get into the middle of March? Yeah, there's a lot of good names out there um, in the receiver market. Now, are they going to want to go and, and pay a big receiver? You know, uh, Michael Pittman, for example, probably not. Mike Evans. I don't think we're talking about that market. But there's a lot of good slots that they can get because you expect Allen Robinson's probably going to get cut. I think that's actually probably a near certainty um, that he's going to get cut. So who could they add? Uh, they need a blocker. They need a guy that can really be physical, but they need a guy that can also be explosive. The one guy I look at is Noah Brown from the Texans. Um, he's a great run blocker. He's 28 years old, won't cost a lot probably. You can get him for three, three and a half, four a year. Um, so it's not an expensive contract, but averaged 17.2 yards per catch last year with the Bobby Sloak offense, doing largely the same role he would have in Arthur Smith's offense. He can be that big play threat. Only played 10 games, had almost 550 receiving yards, um, and he was a real net gain for them in the run game. So he feels like a guy that you could add. Um, there's other guys, you know, could you bring Tyler Boyd home? I think that's an interesting question and a proposition. Um, he will probably walk away from the Bengals this year. The Bengals just have other priorities like signing T. Higgins, um, like getting some other stars under contract. So could Tyler Boyd come home and be an interesting addition? Yes, he could be that blocker, receiving guy, um, probably knows the culture, could be that leader in the room um, that I feel like would make a lot of sense. And then the other guy, I know he's a restricted free agent, but we'll see maybe what happens in San Francisco. Uh, Jawan Jennings um, could make a lot of sense as well. You saw what he did in the Super Bowl. Great blocker, physicality, does all the little things right, would be a great, great, great fit for what Arthur Smith wants to do on the offensive side of the ball. So those are probably the three names. Now, there's other names that are a little cheaper. Um, with an Arthur Smith connection, you look at a guy like Mac Hollins, um, who was in Atlanta last year. Didn't have a great year last year, but he has gone over 500 receiving yards before. Similar to Noah Brown, receiver, big play threat, big body guy. So uh, there's a few names out there that I think make sense. I don't think they're going to break the bank for a big name, but I think there's a lot of slot receivers that can run block and get you some big play element out there. So I think that's a free agency addition to me. Now, when it comes to the person throwing them the football, uh, former NFL receiver Chad Johnson, formerly Chad Ochocinco, uh, he likes the the prospect of Russell Wilson coming here, and uh, apparently the Steelers are now the favorite to land him. So if if every betting favorite went where they're uh, slated to go to, the Steelers would have Justin Fields and Russell Wilson next season. But is that something that in in your mind and what you have heard is that gaining steam? Russell Wilson being uh, a real option. Well, if I got next team odds, Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, and others would also be in that quarterback room, yeah. Donnie. We would have everybody uh, in this room. You know, Russell Wilson to the Steelers is one that I can plausibly think. I think they'll explore it. I think we'll reach out to him. That's kind of what I feel. I don't 
necessarily think it's going to happen, but here's why I think it's likely. And we've talked about this a little bit. He's going to probably get cut, and they're going to owe him, the Broncos, $39 million. So what this means is that guaranteed money is going to be eaten into by whatever contract he gets, but he's not getting $40 million guaranteed from his next deal. So he could sign for a cheaper contract. So the Steelers could theoretically sign him for one year, four or five million, and that is not starter money. That is backup money. So it's more plausible. Say if they don't get Mason Rudolph back, I still believe their plan is to sign, re-sign Mason Rudolph. I think that's what they want to do. I think they want a Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph duel, and they're going to draft a mid-round draft pick or a late-round draft pick. But Russell Wilson makes sense because he's probably not going to break the bank, and because the Broncos are on the hook for $39 million, he can afford to take a cheaper contract at a place he might like. And I think the Steelers are probably attractive to a guy like Russell Wilson just because Mike Tomlin, I know he probably likes Mike Tomlin. Um, play action, that's a big thing. I think that could ease the load on Russell Wilson. They have a really good run game. So it makes sense, and there's a clear path to a starting job for him. So if he likes the Steelers' fit, that's why I think it could happen. The contract is a little different than it would be for someone else, like a Kirk Cousins, a Baker Mayfield, those bigger fish. So I'm not going to say they are the favorite to land Russell Wilson, but could it happen? It wouldn't stun me. If they went with the the option that I think a lot of us are expecting, the Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph quarterback battle, I, I, I just feel so uninspired by that, the way things stand right now. I mean, I, I listen, I, I hope that, that Kenny Pickett can flourish in the Arthur Smith offense, but I, I don't love the idea of Mason Rudolph coming back for a few reasons, Nick. And I just think right now you are clearly behind the eight ball in the AFC with your quarterback situation, and, you're, and, you're, and they're over here thinking, well, we'll have a good, healthy competition between these guys, and then we'll go out there and play – Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence and so on and so forth. That is not a serious quarterback room to compete in the AFC. Like it is not whether that is Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph starting either of those guys. I mean, are they a top 25 quarterback in the league right now? Probably not like neither of them are. And so you're really cornering the market in guys that are around that spot starter level. Now, I understand, you know, wanting to shoot for the big shot. Um, you know, a Justin Fields, a Kirk Cousins, a Baker Mayfield. And here's why I get it. The Steelers are in quarterback purgatory. They have spent the last four or five years stuck in that 8-10 to 10 win range outside of 2020, but it was largely the same thing. And they have been stuck in this purgatory, and the coaches and the front office absolutely know they are stuck in purgatory. So how do you get out of purgatory? You make a big swing at it. And whether that's Justin Fields, whether that's someone else maybe next year, that's how you get out of it. You either the bottom falls out and you get a top pick to get a quarterback or that guy takes you to the next level. So they have to make some type of aggressive move at some point. They are just moving in circles right now. And that's really what Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pittick can signify. Yeah, they can get to the playoffs with those guys. I mean, Kenny Pickett can improve. Um, he can be better than what he was the first two years. Yes, he can. Um, but is he ever going to be, you know, a franchise bona fide quarterback? I don't see it. Mason Rudolph, even if he plays at the level he did last year, that's not a guy that's a franchise quarterback. Again, can these guys get you to the playoffs? 
Yeah, they can if you have a really good defense, you have the playmakers, you're probably going to have an improved offensive line. Yes, they can get you to the playoffs. But when you actually get to the playoffs, and this is the point, are you actually going to make noise in the playoffs? Highly unlikely with those guys. That's not a Super Bowl contending quarterback room, and they need that difference maker. So at some point, at some point, Donnie, they have to shoot for the stars and make a move at quarterback. Maybe that's next year. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe they're buying time, trying to wait for 25. But the 2024 quarterback class is a pretty good one relative to most of them. You know, a guy like Michael Penix, a guy like Bo Nix, Spencer Rattler, Michael Pratt, Jordan Travis, those mid-round options aren't always there. At least those guys have considerable upside. Um, so, I mean, it's a deeper quarterback class. The top is more hefty this year, too, if you really wanted to make a move up the board into the top 10 to get a Jane Daniels, for example, whether he would go. Um, but you have to swing for the moon at some point. Maybe they just don't see the option this year, but Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph, quarterback competition, that's about as so-so as you get in the NFL at a quarterback competition nowadays. Nick Farabaugh from Steelers now is our guest right here on 93.7 The Fan. Nick, last year we saw a rehaul on the inside linebacker group. Which position do you think could face that fate this offseason? Safety. I think that's the big one. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick will obviously be back as your cornerstone, but are we thinking Demonte Casey, Keanu Neal are significant options there? Both of these guys have had significant injuries over their career. Uh, they have lost a lot of their athleticism, lost a lot of their attributes that made them so desirable at first. Now, Casey is a really smart ball-hawking guy, but doesn't have the range he used to. And then they had to put Minka basically in the slot box because they didn't have another guy that could do that. They didn't trust Keanu Neal all the time to do that, and rightfully so. So I think they're going to add to the safety room. Miles Killebrew is a free agent. Elijah Riley is a free agent. Eric Rowe is a free agent. Trenton Thompson will be back. But we are likely going to see an entirely new safety room for the most part in 2024, and rightfully so. They need more speed. They need versatility. Um, I'll throw out a name for a guy that they could sign here. Julian Blackman from the Indianapolis Colts really like him. Um, was a free safety for most of his first few years in the NFL, but played over half his snaps in the box last year. Can play in the slot, can play free, can play in the box, can do it all. So you can move Minka around. I really like that fit for them. Um, so I think safety is going to be the room where we see the turnover factor really come in this year. Another place where they will probably have some eyes on safeties, that is the NFL scouting combine. I know that's coming up, uh, what, next week in Indianapolis, Nick. Who are some names that Steeler fans should pay attention to? Yeah, it's not a great safety class. That's the one thing in terms of Steelers' needs, which is why I expect this to be a free agency uh, haul. But there are kind of those slot uh, box types that I think they could get in the third, fourth round. A guy like Jalen Simpson out of Auburn, Adrian Taylor-Demison, who I saw at the Shrine Bowl I thought was fantastic. He's a guy that talks a big game. Reminds me a little bit of Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Really good player. Um, good ball hawking skills. Can do a little bit of everything there. Uh, you look kind of down and up the board. There's guys with upside. You know, you look at a guy like Ty Key Smith, former WVU guy, now at Georgia. Uh, he's a really solid player. Bo Braid out of uh, Maryland. I really like him. He could play in the box, play free, could play in the slot. So there's a few guys that could fit in there as, you know, your mid-round Safety three type, maybe if you sign a cheaper guy, 
um, that could really come in and really be that star next mink in the future, maybe just need a year. Uh, so it's not a great safety class, but it's deep enough to where when you get to that third, fourth round range, you can find guys that can give you specific skill sets and contribute year one. Nick Farabaugh from Steelers Now and Pittsburgh Sports Now. Nick, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Yeah, thanks as always for having me on, Donnie. There you go, Nick Farabaugh. Great stuff as always. little preview of the NFL scouting combine, and there are a few names that he likes in free agency as well. The Penguins and Islanders underway about halfway through that first period. We'll touch on them coming up. Also something that happened yesterday that made me think of some big events, big sporting events that I would like to get to in my life. We'll get into that coming up next. You can join the conversation as well. Your sport sporting event bucket list. What's on it? 412-928-9370. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at South Hills Kia. Dot net. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Larry Richard is once again hosting the Feed the Need Variety Show to raise funds for our giant eagle Feed the Need Radiothon. The event is March 1 at Oaks Theater in Oakmont at 7.30 p.m. There will be performances from Kiki, Joe Starkey, Alista, and Bubba. Tickets available now at 937thefan.com with all the proceedings going to the greater Pittsburgh community Food Bank. Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan for about another hour. 8.30, we send you off to Pit Hoops pregame, the Panthers and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons tonight. A big one for the bubble conversation. Uh, the Penguins lead the Islanders one to nothing with about six and a half to go in the first period. Pedersen scored the goal and shockingly, Sidney Crosby set it up. And made it easy. Something that uh that happened yesterday, I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show when I was in for the guys from two to six. Uh, the Great American Race. Joel Nelson, I know you're not a movie guy. I do know that you love the good old Great American Race, and you love throwing down a couple of bets on said race. So Got William, that right. 
William Byron, your winner, uh, he started 18th. Uh, huge crash at the end. Took out pretty much half the field. I think it was like 19 cars that were in the crash that took place with about 10 laps to go. But, Joel, did you hit on anybody yesterday? I think uh, the one that I really – my favorite one from that, was, like value-wise, was Eric Jones to get a top 10 at plus 110. He ended up finishing eighth, so that worked out. So I I put that I put that same wager in, and that was the advice, uh, one of the pieces of advice that I got from Colin Dunlap and his son Declan loves NASCAR, like lives and breathes following NASCAR. Has like his own NASCAR podcast, which is pretty cool. And I'll always hit up Colin and ask him like, "Hey, who does Declan like this weekend?" And I'll throw like a couple bucks on the guy. And the two that he gave me were Eric Jones, a top 10 finish, which we did get. I was happy to see that Eric Jones did, in fact, finish in the top 10. Corey LaJoy to win the whole damn thing at like 55 to 1 odds. Almost had it. Almost had and, it. That would have been incredible. And here I am. like I, I get home from the show yesterday around 6.30. They had, I don't know, like 75 laps to go. And I'm like, man, I'm like, little Declan Dunlap, he's on to something here. Like, the dude's hanging around. He's like in the top three. He even led for a lap. And then he gets by on that that final. He kind of fell back, if you remember. Like, the last, like, 20 laps to go, he fell so far back, like, I wouldn't even see him on the ticker. And... I texted Colin, and I'm like, what the hell happened to our guy here? He was running great. And after that big wreck, here comes Corey LaJoy again, and he's right there in the top four. He finished in fourth place. So I got to give the kid credit. I mean, he he picked the guy that was 55-1. to You know, he could have just said, oh, Logano. He could have said Denny Hamlin. Even the even one of the guys that was in the top two, like a William Byron, he could have gave me that name, like a guy that was up around the favorites. He comes out with Corey LaJoy, of all people. Like a name I know, a name that I've seen. And the dude almost wins the Daytona 500. So a great call by Declan on that one. It did make me think, though, Joel, of... Sporting events that I would like to see in person. And I know Pony put out a tweet yesterday. The Daytona 500 was on there. He included the Rose Bowl, the Army-Navy game. Uh, I forget if he put the Kentucky Derby on there. He put Wimbledon on there. But that's, that's definitely on like my sporting event bucket list. Like At first, it was just to go to a NASCAR race which was cool. I've gone to one in Michigan. I went to one in Richmond a couple of years ago. But Daytona's the biggie. And something I brought up yesterday, it's it's compared to most professional sporting events in 2024, it's relatively cost-effective. Like, it's not super expensive to go to a NASCAR race. I've been pleasantly surprised by the price at the two races I've gone to. 
and they let you bring your own coolers in. They it's let incredible. you bring in your own beer. It's I mean, that's half the battle when you go to these things. It's like, oh, man, I'm going to have to pay $20 for a beer, which is no exaggeration. It costs you 20 bucks because they give you the tall boys. You can take your own beer in. I mean, a case of beer is probably 20 bucks. you know? You oh, yeah. I mean, darn thing in. that that is a that is a, a big reason why my dad, once I was able to drive, like once I hit 16 years old and I got my license, that's pretty much uh, that was one of the, the many reasons that retired him from going to Steeler games with me. Like he had already seen his due. He was like passing the baton in a way like, all right, now it's your time to go to all these all these Steeler games. But the big one that he always brought up, and I think every single dad ever brings up, is the cost of beer. And they say, well, I got a case at home that costs what one in the stadium does. And they're right. My dad drinks cheap beer. So he's especially right. He's not even an, you know, he's not an IPA drinker or anything. He's out there drinking like the Jim Colony specials, your Natty Lights, things of that nature. That costs like $20 a case. But yeah, Daytona, absolutely up there. But see, I don't have, I feel like I don't have like a ton of singular events as opposed to like things that I want to check off. Now, one of mine, and I know this isn't technically sports, it's more sports entertainment, but WrestleMania was one of mine. Like, you know, I'm a pro wrestling fan. And for a while, I have thought that I have to see WrestleMania live at least once. That would be bonkers to go over there. That and, would be really cool. And this year, I do get I, I I got tickets for the Sunday show. It's in Philadelphia. It's now or never. That that was the way I looked at it. I, me and a few of my buddies. It's like, listen, I know this is going to be pricey, but this is it. It's like it's in Philly. We can drive. It's now or we ain't ever doing this because they they like to have them in the stadiums and it's a little bit risky to have it somewhere like Philly. Now, they've had it in New York a couple of times at MetLife, but for obvious reasons, the event takes place in early April. They like to venture to the spots where they know it's going to be either a domed stadium or somewhere where they don't have to worry about the weather. Because who knows what Philly in early April could look like. It could be 75 and sunny. It could be 25 and snow. And this thing hopefully goes on no matter what. But that's a big one for me. Another one that this will take years to get done, but I go on that Steelers road trip every year with my buddies I want to try to get to every NFL stadium at some point. That is incredible. Would you do the same for baseball? So I would like to do that too, and I know that that's a common thing, and it's also easier because that we talk about cost-effective. The NFL thing, not super easy to accomplish because really any NFL game you're going to, it's pretty pricey. you got to get lucky, especially as a Steeler fan. It's almost a negative because the whole Steeler fans travel so well it is true, and that, that hurts whenever you're trying to go to a road game and you 
love a team that has such a strong following. I would love to do the baseball one, too, because I've only been to three parks, and one of them is PNC. I've gone to PNC how many times? Hundreds of times, probably. I've, I've seen a half dozen games at Fenway Park. My mom has family up there. Awesome. I highly recommend it. I've been there twice. It's awesome. Okay. Green was, monster seats would be incredible. Yeah, I like mean that's got to be top of the bucket list. Yeah, like I I haven't I haven't sat up there. I took a tour of the stadium, like the first time I went. I was like twelve or thirteen years old, and I toured Fenway Park, and the place is sweet. Like it's just a different feeling whenever you're in there. Like you, the 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 history that that park has, it's a different feeling than walking into PNC Park, on just any other summer afternoon summer evening and they still have seats that are original to the stadium from 1912 I sat in those seats for a Sunday night baseball game Joel they played the Yankees it was Derek Jeter's final season so it was August of 2014 and it's myself my brother-in-law who's a guy similar stature to me so two bigger dudes sitting in seats from 1912 where people were historically a lot smaller so already a bit of a tight fit and we kind of joked with each other knowing it would be a sold out game I mean it was Yankees Red Sox it was Sunday night baseball biggest rivalry in the sport we joked like oh man I hope the the guy next to us isn't you know isn't our size not only was he our size this dude had to be well into the three bills we we see this guy walking our way and we're thinking like oh man this this is going to be like you talk about tight fits this is going to this is going to be high high on that high on that pecking order guy sits down we're kind of like sitting sideways for that game but nonetheless awesome ballpark so if you've never been there go and Camden Yards is the other one so i've at least crossed off that's another really good one, Camden Yards. I've seen Baltimore play Boston 2013. Yeah. That was super awesome. So I've at least crossed off like some good ones in that process, like Camden Yards, Fenway, PNC. But like no reason why I should not have Cleveland knocked off the list. Being yeah, only that a couple, it's so hours, close. couple hours away. Um, but yeah, that's something that my buddies and I have, have discussed uh, for a little while now. I mean, I have a, I have a friend who works for – Sportsnet Pittsburgh, and uh, he he traveled with the Pirates last year, and now he's he's up around like the mid twenties in terms of parks that he's seen. And before he traveled with them, he had probably already seen upper teens, maybe close to twenty. So yeah, I mean, I think that's that's something cool for for any sports fan to get to do. Coming up. We go back to Joel's pick. Joel gets to pick the topic to end the 7 o'clock hour. Then 8 o'clock, Noah Hiles, Pitt Insider from the Post-Gazette. He will lead us in to Pitt Panthers pregame coverage at 8.30. So Joel's pick coming up next. It's Donnie Football with you here on Sports Radio 93.7, The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Donnie, football with you until 8.30 before we pass you off to Pitt Panthers pregame. It is now time for Joel's pick to finish off the 7 o'clock hour. Jolie? All right, Donnie. Well, I told you to put your thinking cap on during the break. Do you think we could come up with five or six current or former Pittsburgh athletes to put together like a team for, let's say, a pickup basketball game, right? Because pro basketball doesn't exist in Pittsburgh. Maybe there's been some rumors and small thoughts and stuff about that. But if we were to put together former and current Pittsburgh athletes to put together a pickup basketball team, who do you think we could see on that kind of a team? I mean, so quick thinking. I mean, and I would, I would think we have to exclude pit basketball players yes. from this. Like you have Pirates, to... Steelers, Penguins. Um. So my my quick thinking on this, we're we're gonna leave so many people out. Uh, but I I did attend when I was a kid. Uh, some of those, like Steelers versus teachers, like charity games, and I've also heard. Uh from people even even after seeing it firsthand uh somebody who would be a very good big man and i'm going we're going to assume that they're in their prime they're not like in their current yes, state and age all these players in their prime uh i think kiesel is your big man absolutely. i mean i i watched beer brett, the beard i watched brett kiesel play in some of those games uh, i think he would be a very good big man uh which now that makes me man i'm thinking of what we want to do would he be the uh, power forward or more like the center? Well, I mean, you got to consider a guy like Al Villanueva as the That's center. That's what I was thinking, too, is Al Villanueva would probably be the team's center. He's probably the tallest among all of the Pittsburgh athletes. He's got the the muscle for it, too, because like O'Neal Cruz is about his height, I would say, maybe a little shorter than Al Villanueva, but got to have a little Man, muscle I, I like Al Villanueva. Yeah, I mean, if we just make this, like, just the last, like, 25 years, let's say. Yeah, so, that's like, good. We're, so we're not forgetting people from uh, the 70s. I think Cruz is a great guy to have as, like, your number three. He would be pretty good because he's got that little bit of a speed factor to him. Maybe he would make a really good kind of a forward, probably, whether that's a small forward or a power forward. I'd say O'Neal Cruz has to be one of those guys. We can have a couple bench spots, too. A couple guys off the bench here. So, I mean, we, we got our, our big guys set up. I mean, if, if we go with Big Al as the center at, what, 6'9", Kiesel the power forward at 6'5", 
That works out pretty good. Then you got Cruz, who's the technically the small forward. He's six seven, but again, he's got the more length. He has the more speed. Now, who do we want? Who do we want at guard? Play? O'Neal Cruz could probably send down some threes from the corner. I would think. You know who I actually love at point guard? Yes, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, the he's like the point guard of the Penguins. Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's no better like facilitator, I think, in any of the the three sports. And, and he's such a really good passer in hockey. And if he were a, a prime basketball player, he'd be out like, you know, John Wall, Trey Young, Therese Halliburton, just sending out a dozen dishes a game. Um, Now, Big Ben was a hooper. He was. Uh, that's pretty well documented. So he's got to be somewhere on here. I don't know if we want to put him as that shooting guard. And we got a 6'5 six, five, shooting, shooting guard. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I kind of like that starting five, but again, I'm I'm trying to run through my head here quickly, like other people that we have clearly left out. I mean, because now Crosby, undersized guy, he's only five ten, but phenomenal facilitator. I mean, we we see what he does. He he raises the play of everybody else around him as well, and he's also a huge playmaker in his own right. Like, he almost doesn't get enough credit for being the the point-getter that he is because he's so good at doing everything else. The whole complete player. I think that that's what you want in a in a point guard. So you needed a point guard, yeah, absolutely. He's Yeah, he would absolutely do it all. I think a couple of the other, like, Penguins power play defensemen, like Carlson, Latang, and Malkin, I think those guys would be... Pretty good small forward, power forwards. I think they've got the size for that, I would say. I'm trying to think of some pirates that we like I wonder about McCutcheon. You wanna ha- have him as like at like a guard spot, maybe. Um I can't think of a ton of pirates though that we would leave out that like I would love in a baseball setting. Josh Harrison could probably make some flashy plays. I would think if he were. Yeah, I don't mind that one. AJ Burnett, I comes to mind. He was about six four. He was a big dude. But I mean, like you know, Jason Bay. No, not really. Uh, I could see Jack Wilson being like a point guard type. That's pre- I could see Neil Walker being pretty good. I mean what Walker, yeah, too. I mean Walker we know he was a great local athlete. He he did it all at Pine Richland. Cruz I I love the the Cruz pick. Mm. Cruz would be like one of those forwards who would probably block maybe two or three shots a game. Almost like he's Victor Wembanyama, <laughs> but not a center, he'd be a forward. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like the starting five we have and then a, a couple of those bench spots. However you want to go with it. But I, I like the Crosby, Ben, Cruz, Kiesel, Villanueva. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, Celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 